Blog Talk Radio. This is Marcianne, and I'm continuing with my series on uh, the value of women. And um, those were the bells from the San Juan Capistrano Mission here in California. And uh, they ring those bells when someone gets married. (laughs) And I did weddings for 22 years, and there isn't a more wonderful thing that we do here on the earth. Okay, so this is Ladies, We're Not Going to Win This Battle, Part 4. Ever since that story in the Garden of Eden printed in the King James Bible, a woman has been blamed for everything that's evil, bad, and wrong. From Adam's pitiful excuse to God for the reason he ate the apple, Oh, gosh, the woman you gave me made me do it. You know, the real reason was he, you know, sex was a lot better with the woman than it was with sheep. So he he didn't want to do anything to mess that up. (laughs) You know, that song, Put the Blame on Mame Guys, they blamed the whole Chicago fire on a woman. You know, it hasn't always been like this. Because in the ancient past, women were worshipped as the creator of all new life. But it seems that today women walk around with that menstrual stain of their womanhood like it's something to be ashamed of. And the ways women are reacting are not helping anything. And I personally am pretty upset right now because I'm a member of the U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary, which is the civilian arm of the U.S. Coast Guard. And we have a U.S. Coast Guard uh, cutter, our boat, the Norwal, Uh, stationed right here in Newport Beach. But the captain is a woman. And in order to facilitate her being the captain, they had to take out some of the communal quarters down in the belly of of the ship and make a separate bedroom for her privacy and a private bathroom for her because of her monthly menstruation. So you know what? The cutter runs one man short of its full crew because of this, because there isn't room. You know, this is very, 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 very wrong. So how did things get this way? Well, our situation here in in the U.S. started with Jesus. Now, all of Jesus' disciples followed him for many different reasons. I mean, some thought they were going to be used as the administrators of this fabulous kingdom that he talked about all the time. And some just appreciated the daily sustenance and the fellowship. All of them benefited from Jesus' knowledge of the physical properties of earthly ways, his ability to you know, multiply food, stop the storm, heal the sick, raise the dead. And all of them also, all of what Jesus said to come to pass immediately during their lifetimes. 
So they were all pretty shocked when Jesus was crucified. And then after he raised himself from the dead to overcome that, uh, by overcoming that last enemy death, he told them he was going to go away and nothing had happened. And at that time he told them, but he said, I will not leave you comfortless that he was going to be sending the, uh, the manifestation of the power of the spirit of his father who had sent him and through whom he did everything. And he said they would have a proof of this power. And so the proof was that all of them were able to speak in all the languages of the earth and the angelic kingdoms. Uh, supernaturally by the power of the Father Spirit. And with this manifestation, they were to know that they were empowered now with all of the gifts that Jesus had manifested during his earthly visit and that they too could be multiplying food and stopping the storms and healing the sick, not to mention living eternally. Jesus conquered death. Why are we still dying Jesus said, the things that I do, you shall do, and even greater things you'll do. But ever since, the earth has been groaning and travailing for the manifestation of these sons of God who were going to set up the kingdom of God that Jesus talked about. But what really happened is, through the various ecclesiastical councils that have been convened since Jesus left, the main tenet of the Catholic Christian faith became that Jesus was the only begotten Son of God, you know, something different from us. And this is a great lie, and all of us are bound and gagged by it. Everyone, and mostly, especially the women. You know, back in history, Queen Mary tried to take the Church of England back into Catholicism. So when King James took the throne, he guaranteed the future Protestantism and the Church of England separate from the Roman Catholic Church, and he established the King James Bible. You know, at least he was honest in its representation. He called it his Bible, not God's. <laughs> and the King James Bible validates and authenticates the decisions that were made in these various councils of Nicene and others. And the Nicene, uh, sometimes called the Apostles' Creed, states that Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. It establishes that Jesus was begotten of God through the virgin birth, not created through human reproduction, but begotten solely by God. He was not human he was divine, divinity in the flesh. And that's, that's how he did everything. Because he's something different than you and me. So the fact that Jesus said that the disciples were going to be able to do everything that he did, and even greater works were they going to be able to do, you know what? That just sort of got lost. <clears throat> Friend, taken out of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And now every nation and every person who has been exposed to Catholicism and or Christianity believes this. If you asked 
one or a hundred thousand million Christians or Catholics, if this is true, every single one of them would say yes. And on this great lie, the foundation of the United States of America is built. This is the root cause of the woman's value. And this is why equal pay for equal work isn't going to remedy this. Now, early in the development of life on Earth, many different civilizations have created various gods and goddesses to illustrate and teach how life works here on Earth. And these early civilizations saw the great cloud of witnesses that are around us all the time, those who have gone before and those who have been commissioned to help us from the realms of spirit and those who have come from afar. And they gave them all names because they saw the energies of light interacting and working together to create the atmosphere for life here. So they gave them names. And then through Abraham, the idea of one energy that encompasses all of the energies began. In history, this is called monotheism. And in the Hebrew, this supreme consummate energy source was called El Elyon, the most high God. Not Yahweh, who gave the Ten Commandments, but El Elyon. And in creating and establishing this idea of oneness, it was not to discount or eliminate all of the various forms and responsibilities of all of the many, many, many gods and goddesses that had already been acknowledged. It was to point to a single benevolent source of the energy. And this is what began to be called God. Now, the main constitution of this energy, besides being benevolent, is that it is masculine and feminine. King James had that feminine word in the Bible, uh, in Hebrew, translated the deep. What a wonderful definition of the female. (laughs) The deep. I'll bet if you went into a sports bar and asked every guy in there if the deep is a good definition of the female, every single one of them is going to say yes. But in the beginning, it was the masculine energy of the Most High God who entered the deep, and working together, they created the light. And then everything else has come out of the light. You see, the light was before the heavens and the earth. The feminine was before the creation of the human man. The feminine is the womb of creation. The feminine was first. Man comes out of woman. He's created in the image and likeness of God to be a king. But the first throne he sits on is the lap of the woman. She raises him to be a king from his first breath. Even as the king of England is groomed to be king from the moment he takes his first breath, the divine spiritual feminine teaches the man to be the king from his first breath. But she teaches him from the deep 
about all those realms of thrones and dominions and principalities and powers. And she teaches him about the divine spiritual masculine and the divine spiritual feminine. And she teaches them that when he matures, that the Most High God will provide a divine spiritual feminine counterpart for him who will rule and reign with him in his kingdom. The man goes from the unconditional love of his mother to the conditional love of his feminine counterpart. He is never to be alone. He is always to have the divine spiritual feminine partner in his life. She's his rock. She's his comforter. She's his cheerleader. Because without her, he's just a wild stallion facing the survival of the fittest, battered about by every wind of doctrine, peer pressures, predators, and disease. With her, she whispers her wisdoms from the deep into his ear so that he's better equipped to fight for the principles of justice and peace and honesty and trustworthiness and harmony and unity. And she loves him. She loves him with the depths of the deep, which are far beyond all temporal sexual love. She loves him with the consummate love that united with the source energy to bring forth the all. And she knows he also is part of the all. And he will eventually take his place within the all in some specific role that is indispensable. And she passes to him and to his children that desire to fulfill these indispensable roles. Each new form on her lap is the next hope of the universe. And this new hope is created in love. There's nothing despicable about this new form. It's created and formed in love. It comes from the depths of the deep and has the kingdom of God inside of it, male or female. This form is filled with the kingdom of God. And that's what Jesus said. And that's what's been taken out of his gospel. If you believe that Jesus came to die for your sins and to set you free from sin and death, all you need to do now is add the rest of the story that King James took out. You also were begotten of the Father, spirit in flesh, in your form. No one else like you. You And you are indispensable to the operation of life here on earth. If you are masculine, you're to be the king of your kingdom. If you are feminine, you are to be the co-creator of the kingdom with the masculine. Each of you have the blueprint of your responsibilities already inside of you. And when you meet, you will recognize one another. I call this cellular recognition. And as part of how this all happens, You wait until you get that level of recognition, that knowing at the cellular level. To back up the New King James doctrine of the virgin birth and the only begotten Son of God lie, King James also took out the truth about reincarnation. And on this subject, the Pope of the Catholic Church and King James agreed 
You just can't give a person more than one chance to get it right. Can you imagine any person who plays sports believing this? But the church had no control over a person with reincarnation. To get more than one chance to get it right gave a person as many lifetimes as was needed for them to realize all their hopes and their dreams. But the Pope and King James decided it was better to set up heaven as the goal of the earthly life, not getting all your hopes and dreams realized. If they had done the exhaustive research that I have done about the interchangeability of the words heaven and kingdom of God, and if they had kept that part of Jesus' gospel that tells us that the kingdom of God is within us, then we would know that heaven is the kingdom of God and it is inside of us, (laughs) not out there in the wild somewhere. Just think about this for a second. Now, wouldn't God be in his kingdom? And if God is in his kingdom, wouldn't everything be perfect there? Well, this is how the Pope and King James set heaven up as our earthly goal. You know, if you're a good little girl or boy, when you die, you'll get to go to heaven and live in the kingdom of God, where God is, where everything is perfect, and you will get everything you have ever wanted. I don't know, but this sounds just a little bit like honey, Santa's keeping a list and checking it twice to see who's naughty and nice, and if you're a good little girl or boy, Santa will bring you everything you want for Christmas. You know what? It's time to find out that your parents are Santa Claus and the kingdom of God is inside of you. The only way you're going to get to live in heaven, which is the kingdom of God where God is and where everything is perfect, is to bring the kingdom of God out on the earth where you are and to live in the kingdom of God or heaven now. Because this is the only way, ladies, you are going to have any real value. This is the only way you're going to be able to be who you are and to do what you are supposed to do. It can't come any other way. Because the entire spectrum of life, within our universe at least, is made up of masculine and feminine, loving and being loved, working together to create their kingdom. So do we want to go to try to create something different? You know, like no marrying or giving in marriage and just sperm banks and women paid to be mothers and legalized prostitution and abortion? You know what? What has been created and developed through the original design is priceless and perfect. Let's find out how to develop the original design into the fullness of what was originally intended. 